We, we have a family, so do you. Some have a single parent, some have two. But whatever the number, whatever the name, some things about our families will be the same. Families love, show that they care. Playing together and learning how to share. Families help, families work. So you see, families are special and we know you will agree that wherever you travel, whatever you do, you really need your family and they need you. Welcome to Notes from John with a babble from Bon. Yeah, so here we are Sunday night. It's uh, March the 3rd, 2019 and... Um, Snow on the ground again t today from a little snowstorm, not too serious, but... We want spring. Yeah, we do want spring. You're my spring, sweets. Uh, <laughs> we're a little punchy, we're tired. Holy cow. Had a nice evening tonight with uh, Josh's family who just uh, returned from a little trip that they've had, and uh, Julie and her family, Alex, was able to make it in towards the end, and... Also, uh, Becky and her family. And tonight, we have a couple of shout-outs. Uh, one, we want to give to Becky, <clears throat> our daughter, who uh, has really had a major, a major, what? And Blake. He oh, was there, yeah, too. You're, you're right. Exactly right. But um, their two little girls, Roe, who is... Four. And Hadley, who is... Six. Just both had, on the same day... Their hernia is repaired. And their nail, little belly button. Yeah, both of them. And, and, uh, they were struggling. Yeah, so the, the first day, I guess, following the surgery wasn't too bad, but the second day was not fun. Well, the first day they still had, um, what is it, pain reliever? No, numbness. Yeah. So <laughs> they thought that was a breeze. Yeah, I guess and so. And then the next day when that wore off. <laughs> they were not happy. And even the third one, who didn't have surgery, wanted to have attention, the two-year-old. And she kept saying her tummy hurt so she could get attention. Yeah, it became Memory. fairly difficult. Certainly for uh, Becky, particularly, she was trying to take care of them and grateful for Blake's help to come home and kind of give her some relief. Yeah, and she was pretty lucky. Help her on that regard. You didn't have much help when our kids had those things. Oh, sure I did. From whom? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you nice try, sweets. <laughs> you were there. Um, I was trying to pay for the operations. That's your right. standard line. <laughs> well, somebody had to. That was my job. Yes, well, it was, and you do it well. Yeah, well. And we also uh, want to give a little shout-out for little India, Julie and Alex's little girl, you know, after dinner. Nobody asked her. She just went and cleared both of the children's tables, cleaned them all off, folded up the tablecloth, just did all the little dishes. And, you know, it's really nice when you see one of our children or grandchildren just do some service without being asked. And it's so great to know that maybe sometimes some of your teachings along the way have 
have uh, been beneficial and have helped in some degree. Absolutely. So way to go, Becky and Blake, for your little girls and taking care of them through this traumatic time for them. And to India for being such a good little girl and helping without being asked. Way to go, India. It's always impressive when our grandchildren and even our children will serve and help and always puts a smile on on my face and makes my heart a little tender. It certainly does. Well, Bonnie, what do you want to talk about tonight? We were going to talk about families. Families. The importance of families and how we love being part of a family, our extended family and having our own family. And like our little song said, you don't have to have a big family. You can have a very small family. You can even be a family of just one. Yeah. And it's true. Although meaningful. Although you and I, sweetheart, are both have had a, I mean, really blessed lives in the sense that we came from very large, functional families. Very large. Who who had loving parents and who, may, you know, most of the time, uh, the kids loved each other as well. We all had some times of challenge with, uh, you know, competition among siblings and, and, you know, fighting on occasions, certainly. But, boy, I'll tell you, I sure have always loved my brothers and sisters been deeply grateful for my parents. I know you have been too. Yes, I have. They're, it's just always been great because you always had someone to hang out with and um, be supportive and caring. And even though, yes, we had issues, we fought a little bit once in a while, but that was normal sometimes for families. But And, and the older you get, it's amazing how they become more and more important. Yeah, they do. And for good reason. Yes. Well, so where do you want to start? Go ahead. It's all, it's all, take it away, Bonnie. <laughs> take it away? <laughs> well, I just wanted to um, talk about how we can strengthen our families and things that we try to do and other ideas that we've been able to try to think of or have been told from other families that have helped strengthen their families. I know it was always important for us to go to church and to have the gospel in our lives. That was because families are the center of the gospel and the gospel is very important. And it's, I think it's very important that we have something, families have something to believe in spiritually. Sure, and the proclamation on the family that was uh, provided to us by the First Presidency in the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles is... A magnificent statement regarding the importance of families. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. We're grateful that we have the family proclamation to guide us as well. And I also think it's important to um, have family prayer together so that we can um, share our thoughts and feelings to our Heavenly Father amongst each other and that they can hear us pray for each other and help them. I really agree with that too, sweetheart. We, I know in our, my, fa my parents' family, I always grew up having family prayer. It was uh, always a kneeling prayer around our dinner table. And, uh, and then, not all the time, but the majority of the time, a kneeling prayer around mom and dad's bed in the, in the morning. We had our family prayer kneeling around the table on Sundays. 
but we didn't really have family prayer in the morning or at night. It was mainly just on Sunday. But I'm glad that we've incorporated that more into our little family so that they have something to lead the day with and then end the day with. Yeah, we, we, we did endeavor to do that. I think we were, we were mostly consistent with that, but I really felt, too, that it was very essential for us to be able to kneel in prayer together with our children morning and evening uh, as much as we were certainly able to do that. There were a few days where it was hectic, and that happens, where I'd drive one child to school and I'd pray in the car with that child, and I think I said five prayers that morning with each one separate yeah, you probably as did. we drove to school or they left by themselves to another activity and you had to leave early or something they were still asleep but we tried really hard to make sure they left with a prayer in their heart and if we were do, to do it over again we would do the same thing <gasps> yes we would another important thought um, to strengthen families was to read the scriptures or have a little gospel discussion and we tried to do that by reading scriptures every morning, even though it wasn't always successful, they were not paying attention or whatever, yeah, it, or asleep or whatever. But we tried. We did try, and I, I, I agree. It just was not all that successful in terms of um, having us have any kind of a spiritual experience out of it. But we did try to at least establish a pattern and the importance of reading the scriptures. You had, you had a better, much better idea than I did, sweetheart. I just had us read the scriptures and move on, and you wanted to stop and discuss them and talk about them, and, and uh, yes, I I, we didn't do that very much. We did teach those, those scriptural um, stories and things in our family home evening. evenings and yes, in did. our little seminary classes, but we, I, I didn't do a good job of that in our scriptures reading. Well, but you were consistent. You got us all together to do it. So well, that was that was helpful. And, and it was good that they also were able to have that spirit in their hearts, even though they probably sometimes didn't feel it. But it was a great way to start off the day with family prayer, scripture reading, if it was at all possible. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So, and I also uh, thought it was important that we took time to be together and do activities and had, you know, we worked together and then played together. And on Saturdays after we did our work, we tried to do an activity with them to make sure we had wholesome activities as well as just work. Yeah, that was, that was uh, both were important. We did need to be able to teach our children the importance of work and the value of work um, but, we, you know, we also wanted to be able to teach the value of play and just being able to spend time together in a setting that's enjoyable and fun, where we could not laugh. always working. Where we could laugh. Yeah, yeah. And just enjoy laughing and being together. Um, I also think that uh, it was important for families to show affection for one for another. We weren't the most huggy family. But I found over the years it's important to hug and express affection of how much we love them. and Hopefully our children have been able to do that better than we did. Yeah, well, even then you were better than I was, sweetheart. I, I certainly endeavored to, to give the, each of the kids a hug after our morning prayer. But I didn't do a very good job in being as affectionate with them as I could have or should have been. 
Well, I think hugs are really important for fathers, especially with their daughters, to let them feel a, a hug from their dad. So that's an area, if we were to do this over again, Bonnie, I would certainly make a more, much more concerted effort to be affectionate with our, our children, particularly our girls. And me as well. And you, you too, well. certainly. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have them see that affection you know, between you and me. Yes. Six, seven times they didn't even like seeing us hug. They kind of really? got that they went, ew. <laughs> don't you remember? Yes, I, I don't. we would kiss and they'd go, ew. They'd, they'd cover their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't remember that. I no. don't. Well, they did, but that was, that's okay. Um, and I just thought of some things that... Uh, that might help in strengthening your family. Um, we also have a family pictures on the wall. I think that's important to see that they belong to a family. They see themselves in a family. And even if you're, uh, you don't have children, you've been in a family with brothers and sisters, and that's important to see. And I also like that we have family mission statements. One of our main one was be your best self. And we tried to mix that up every so often, but it was mainly to always be your best self. We had family scrapbooks that they could look at and see that they are part of a family as well and they belong. They could see themselves and maybe gain a little self-confidence that way. Uh, we had some family goals. We had a little night every New Year's where we had a little booklet and they would put in their goals of one for adventure, one for spiritual, one for physical. Um, I can't remember them all, but we wanted them to keep striving to achieve and grow. And you had them fill those out every year, the first of the year, what their goals were for that coming year in those four or five areas that you'd set out. I even gave one to you. You did. I, mean, <laughs> I remember. Did you accomplish them? I don't remember. You some did. I did and some I'm sure I didn't. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And I think it's important um, for our family anyway was to have a picture of the temple in our home because we wanted all of our children to be married in the temple so that our, they knew that our families could be together forever, especially after we lost Nathan and we've lost grandchildren that it's important for us to know that we can see them again if we so live in the temple on the wall or in our in their rooms would give them that reassurance that that can happen. And also, to help our family, we had a picture of the Savior on the wall to let, let them know that he is the most important person they could follow and be an example have his, his example be in their lives. Yeah, and Bonnie, you've done, a, I think, a great job with having those reminders strategically placed in each of our homes throughout our entire marriage. I remember one day uh, after we moved into our current home here, um, Elder and Sister Tom Perry came over to our home for a little dinner. And um, as he was walking through the various house, just taking a look at things, commented upon how much he enjoyed all of the 
reminders on the walls of the temple of the Savior, of, of having good attributes of kindness and love and all your little knickknacks and sayings and uh, wow. on every wall possible. I needed all the help I could get. Including <laughs> get the bathroom. <laughs> to uh, try to teach them principles of love and kindness and serving. And so that, that helped me to do, to do that. But then again, I had, we had one of our daughters say, ah, do I have to have all this young women stuff hung in my room? You have so much hung in my room. I, I want some of the pictures hung up as well. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and I went, what? Come on. So she wanted a balance. You have to have a balance, too. And she was right. It was important. It was. She's right. So um, other things that maybe might have helped. Oh, we, we had the children's friend. I got little magazines or little thoughts, like you said, to, to have them read or wrote things on their napkin in their lunches to encourage them to be better, to be kind or thoughtful. We had a family compliment calendar. Do you remember that? I do. Where we would write compliments on the calendar, trying to help them to be nice to each other. And um, trying to think, what else. oh, we tried to bring up not just church things, but current event issues and talk about the world and what was happening in the world so that they were knowledgeable and not just um, not knowing what was going on. So I think that's important for a family to discuss. And then we just had love notes everywhere in the car. In the oh, that was all you. <laughs> well, on the windshields, on their napkins, it was all on you. their pillows, bulletin boards. It was, it was well, occasionally, oh, you wrote me one on my napkin. Remember? One? I wrote you one. <laughs> and you wrote Is me a right? love letter, too. And you said because you were the shortest husband of all of our people that we were having we you were supposed to write a love note when I when we, I was in young women's serving and I opened it up and it said well because you have the shortest husband of this group it will be the shortest letter <laughs> it made me laugh <laughs> but it was sweet and tender well I'm sure it was <laughs> I have no recollection of it though oh I do <laughs> good because it, it meant a lot so those kind of notes and are important and if your children are having a bad day and you're having a bad day with them sometimes it's just nice to write a little note or you know put it somewhere so that they can see that uh, you still love them even though you've had a bad day and I love what Gordon B. Hinckley said of all the joys in life none other equals that of happy parenthood of all the responsibilities with which we struggle None other is so serious to real children in an atmosphere of love, security, and faith is the most rewarding of all challenges. The good result from such effort becomes life's most satisfying compensation. And when I see our children walking in truth and righteousness, it does touch my heart, and hopefully they will continue to do that and teach their children so that they can be a trick, uh, forever family as well. Well, that's consistent with the uh, Apostle John statement that I have no greater joy than to know my children walk in light and truth. And, and we are truly blessed with remarkable children whom we love dearly and our grandchildren as well. Um, there, are, I have a couple of additional things I just want to share as well before we run out of our time tonight. And I got a 
I just got to lay a little foundation before doing that by saying we are and have not been perfect parents. We've no. made a, a lot of our own mistakes, no question about it. And if we were to do it over again, I think we we could do it better than we did. Or at least I could. Maybe not you, no, but I, think I certainly could. That goes for could. anyone. And, we, and you often told me when I tell myself, "Oh, I think I've been a failure as a mom," and you'd say, "We've done the best that we could for what we knew at the time." Well, and you know, I think that's true for most parents too. I think most parents really do do the best they know how to do. Some know how to do it better than others, just from natural tendencies. But, and so a couple of these points that I'm, I want to I want to share are the things that we ought to be doing. We didn't always do them, so I, I, I'm not suggesting all these because we were always perfect in it because we surely were not. But I know that the principles were correct, and first off has to do with discipline of our children. And I think the the foremost element of discipline is that we ought to be disciplining a child in a whatever given situation out of love, not out of anger. And that's hard to do sometimes. It is hard to do because we are angry typically when we want to discipline. And when we're angry, we have a tendency to want to hurt them Mm-hmm. And and that doesn't do any good. I mean, it does a lot of harm, as a matter of fact. If we're going to discipline, then we've got to be able to discipline in love, not in anger. And I remember I had an incident one time with uh, Nathan and Josh. They were just little boys, I think, probably you know, five or six or six or seven or so, and we were downstairs in our one of our other homes, and and I can't remember what brought it up, but uh, something happened, and I asked them to stop doing something, and they started giggling, <laughs> and I was irritated. And Josh started just kind of laughing, and I, I said, you think that's funny? And then he really started to laugh, which just made me mad. Well, you probably looked funny as you were saying I that. probably <laughs> was. I probably looked like, a, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I... <laughs> I was I was angry, and I remember picking him up, you know, by the shoulders, as if I was going to just shake him. Because I was angry. And I remember thinking, as I looked at this little boy, I thought, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I, I I'm I'm about to hurt him, not to." discipline him in a matter of of love and trying to help him that day um, was a watermark for me and one that uh, I hadn't I think I spanked our children maybe once in their lives I did more <laughs> you did more <laughs> um, but you know we I, I just learned in that experience with Josh and Nathan when just little boys that uh, wow I can never be in a in a in a situation where I'm disciplining out of anger because it leads to abuse and abuse in my opinion is just one of the evils of this world 
I had the same experience with Nathan as a baby. I hadn't had any sleep and he was not doing well and he'd cry and cry and cry and I can see where moms just get so frustrated and I picked up Nathan and wanted to do the same thing. He was just a baby and I wanted to shake him and say, go to sleep, I'm so tired. But I, I stopped myself as well. And those in those situations, sometimes it's better just to put them down or leave the room or, and then go in and pray and ask Heavenly Father to help you to calm down and, and hopefully yeah. that can happen. Then allow yourself to be able to discipline them when you're in control. Mm -hmm. Not discipline them when you're essentially out of control. You're angry and l much more likely to hurt them than and, to help them. And to say things that you would regret saying later. Uh, well, yeah, but, it's not just physical abuse by any means. Yeah, it's also verbal. clearly verbal abuse and and emotional abuse that can be caused in their lives if you, you know, if, if we just, if we're dealing with them out of anger instead of out of love. Yes. Uh, another principle I have is uh, the, the importance of of recognizing that each child is different. They are all so different. They now, are. they have a lot of things in common, sure. But every one of them is different. And sometimes when we, when we try to peg them all in, in this same hole, it doesn't work. You all thought, you think, oh, I've trained them all the same. Why didn't, what happened to one or the other? And each one is, like you said, different, and they have to be taught differently, many of them. They do have to be taught differently and, and uh, you know, they have to be given equal <coughs> treatment with regards to um, consequences. I mean, we all are, are responsible to uphold the law and uh, so there are some things that we all have to acknowledge and consent to, but there are so other many ways of being able to treat a child with a different demeanor, a different fear, a different strength, a different concern, uh, perhaps a different physical attribute, different mental capacities, different emotional capacities. They're all different. And one of the wonderful ways of us being able to deal with that appropriately is ask our Heavenly Father in prayer to help us know how we can best help a given child in a specific situation. And then to have the faith that he will help you. Yeah, sure. So each one is different. Another point is that we learned a long time ago is that we have to be consistent. You, you cannot teach certain principles and then be inconsistent in your efforts to live them. Sometimes that's hard to do. Oh, but, of course it's oh, hard. No, but that's really important. It is important, and, and, and we just felt it was so necessary that if we, if we uh, provided rules in our homes, we expected our children to abide by those rules, and if they chose not to, that there were some consequences that would come with that. If you don't ever, if the child doesn't ever have to experience the consequence, then effectively, there is no rule, because they don't have anything to have to deal with. Uh, it's kind of like the scriptures teach us that if there is no punishment, then there is no law. And and when I say punishment, I'm talking about consequences that can be whatever perhaps you and that child think is the appropriate consequence. 
for a given negative action. Well, that's how they learn and grow, by making the choices and then having the consequences, whether they're good or, or bad. bad. Sure. So consistency is just critical. Another one for mom and dad, you know, we, we have to provide an example for our children um, of the kind of people we want them to be. Not that we want them to be just like us. We want them to be a whole lot better than better. us. Yes. Uh, and, and they will be, and they are. And they are. Um, but if we're if 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 we don't provide the kind of example for them that um, they're entitled to and that they need and and all, then shame on us. Oh no. Bonnie, we also need to. We've always I think been tried to be very careful about name calling, about branding a child by name calling. That's a, that's a very dangerous tactic. Yes, it is, and I've tried my best. I'm sure I've slipped sometimes. Well, I don't know that you ever have, but I think we've both really endeavored not to brand our children with negative terms. And it certainly doesn't help their self-esteem. It certainly doesn't help the relationship between the parent and child. That's true, very true. Um, I think probably one of the last things that I want to just mention tonight is probably the most important, and that is we have to love them. It's so easy to love them when they're asleep. She's going to say, <laughs> you have to love them even when you don't want to. <laughs> even when you don't want, even when they just irritate you to no end. You have to be able to put the irritation aside and be able to see that child as God sees them. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice lofty thought. It's very difficult to do when moment of anger and yeah, you know, when things are tough, not going well. And I think part of that is uh, because we love them, and when we make mistakes, we got to be big enough to be able to say, "I'm sorry." I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Yes. And allow the child to see that we we're trying to apply the same principles in our lives that we're asking them to do. And try what, to make it better. Sure. What, what a great privilege to be parent. To have what to the scriptures refer to as joy and rejoicing in our posterity. And I feel, Bonnie, so fortunate that we really are blessed with that. We have wonderful children we love dearly. And they are good, good children. And they are good parents for their, their children. Yeah, I mean, they really our are. children. And, and that's even despite all the mistakes that we made. And that they make. All the mistakes that I made. I made a lot more than you did, Bonnie. But <laughs> oh, no. even though you were with them a lot more, you were so consistent in so many ways. And I just think what, yeah. a, what an enormous blessing for them to have you as their mother. Well, and you as their father because you knew how to talk to them, counsel with them, and how to... Make them feel better and grow. Well, <laughs> that that didn't always happen either. <laughs> but but they grew anyway, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. They grow anyway. Yeah, they sure do. And some of them rise above it no matter what. Yeah. So we're just grateful. And we love them. We would love them regardless, even, even when they make choices and decisions that we don't agree with or that we absolutely know are wrong. Um, we still have this challenge of being able to love them, to accept them, 
Help them. Uh, help them, yeah. Keep the door open. Always. Well, those are our thoughts tonight. Uh, as, as, and we could go on and on, as parents could in any setting, but uh, uh, as we talk about our families, just know that we're, we're grateful to be part of each of us, of wonderful families ourselves, the Bolts and the Jepsons, how much we love those families and and then the family that we've been blessed to create together and and watching this family of ours grow and our posterity oh how we love them increase we do well that's that'll uh, cover it for tonight thanks for listening to us and uh, lord bless you all hope you have a wonderful week on uh, notes from john with a babble from bon take care good night you really need your family and they need you.